chance to feel like heroes too Forever we'll win And if we should lose We know someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go all the way Welcome to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland. Uh, we have Laura Messer back on the program, who, of course, you remember is writes on Cubs Insider with me and also has her own blog, the Far North Side blog. Um, you know, we talk about mainly the Astros scandal in that because it's mainly the biggest thing anyone in baseball is talking about. We do talk a little bit about the Cubs actually signing a major league player, Steven Souza, and, you know... Hey, the Cubs actually have news, so we had to talk about that, but uh, we mostly talk about the Astros, and I should add, um, this story just keeps getting more and more, you know, messy as it goes on, but we talk about the big issues in it, and uh, a little bit about Mike Fires, who is the pitcher that blew the whistle on this thing, and there's been some very disturbing internet rumors about him in the last, you know, couple days since we recorded this that I'm not going to get into because it's the internet, but if they're true, they're very they're not good. But if you're interested, you can look up Mike Fires and read about it. But I just thought I'd mention that this was recorded before uh, those rumors started. But yeah, we just talk about the Astros and everything involved in the scandal and, you know, the impacts on baseball. And at the end, we talk a little bit about the Toronto Raptors. And uh, without much further ado, here is Laura. Oh, Laura, welcome back to Holy Cow Cubs Podcast. So it's good to have you on. Thanks. Good to be here. So, okay, the big news, of course, the Cubs continue to do next to nothing. Although there is talk of Steven Souza being signed. So I guess I could ask you about that real quick. What do you think of that move? It might be the Cubs' only uh, major league contract they've given out this winter. But what do you think of Steven Souza? Yeah, I was looking up a little bit. I saw there was some talk about uh, basically that, that seems to be a platoon move where they would platoon him with Hayward, which seems like would be a decent plan because uh, Hayward is better against right-handed pitching and Susan Souza appears to be better against left-handed pitching. So that that seems like a worthwhile move, although I think it's kind of weird that the, the first MLB contract they're giving out is somebody who's missed a lot of time with injuries. When they they signed Morrow to a minor league deal, but they're signing this guy to a major league deal apparently. Yeah, I don't get that either, but I guess it's better than nothing, which has literally been all the Cubs have done so far this offseason, so I guess to even yeah. have a move is a big deal. Yeah, and uh you know, getting someone other than than El Mora. I mean, Albert Mora is a good guy, but not has not not played very well. You really shouldn't be playing it for the Major League Cub club right now. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. But he is going to be on the roster, so I guess. But yeah, anything that will lessen his playing time is probably a good thing right now. Yeah, although I think this seems to be that. The people who've talked about this being a platoon move with Hayward, that seems to be what makes the most sense with signing him. So I don't expect that he'd be really seeing a lot of time in center field. Yeah, I well, think. 
down to Ian Happ and Elmore at this point as far as the center field, maybe Nico Horner. Yeah, something like that. I would expect to see, hopefully, if Happ keeps up the good numbers he had the second half last year after he came back up, you'd hope that he would get a majority of the center field playing time, but uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think he's the best option, but I'm not running things, so... Uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll see what happens with spring training. Yeah, so I guess now we'll go from the Cubs since there finally was a little bit of Cubs news. But the reason I uh, brought you on here today with just this stuff with the Houston Astros and the sign stealing scandal, and you know it's brought down three managers: the Red Sox, Astros, and Mets managers. And I just thought I'd have to bring somebody on to talk about this uh, oh, yeah. big thing. This is the number one story right now. Yeah, so I, I thought I'd ask you, what are your thoughts on this whole scandal? I think this is this is really, really bad for the game. You know, this is there's been been a big uproar because you know fans you know feel like everything has basically been a lie, with especially with the 2017 World Series, and then now you're going even with the the 2018 World Series and onwards. There was Rumors are before about the Astros cheating. You know the Red Sox been penalized before, but now that it's that it's come out in the public, you know people are very rightfully very upset that this is the the World Series wasn't wasn't fairly played. Yeah, and I guess we sh- I should ask you because some people you know there's been the big debate about you know are the steroids the PED stuff is that worse or is this worse? And most of the people, including me, I would have to come down on the side that the stealing signs is worse because it's, you know, affects more of the actual outcomes of the games. But I thought, what's your opinion on that with the PEDs compared to the... This is absolutely worse than PEDs because the game all revolves around the pitcher. You know, it's all about whether, you know, the chess match, who wins the chess match, you know, the, the batter or the pitcher. And so if the, the hitters are cheating to know what's coming, then they have a major advantage. You know, it breaks the game. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree with you. And, of course, this situation also had some repercussions for the Cubs, of course, because uh, the Cubs signed Hugh Darvish after the 2017 season in which the Astros teed off on him in the World Series. And it led to this this huge media storm about, you know, was he tipping pitches or had he lost it? Was he not a big game player? Was he mentally weak? And of course, all this stuff just exploded on him during the 2018 season when he was on the Cubs. And we had all these, you know, he had to battle through injuries and the media here was all over him and spread the mentally weak narrative. And this all comes back to this performance in the World Series against the team we now know was cheating at some form during that series. So, you know, the damage done to you, Darvish, can it ever really be repaired? Or he's pitched very well the last half of last year, but it, it's was such a big thing in his career. Yeah, and I, I don't really think it can because basically a lot of this, I'm sure, hit him financially as well because he became – free agent right after the World Series in 2017. And so his performance, you know, I'm sure definitely affected how much money 
the teams were willing to offer him. He did eventually sign a big contract with the Cubs, but he could have gotten a, a lot more money, you know, had his performance been better in the World Series. Yeah, and of course he, as he is wont to do nowadays, he got on Twitter and did, um, you know, he did a funny tweet, but it was also kind of sad. I mean, like, it, he was joking, but it's one of those things where you're like, this really did hurt him, where he said that if there's going to be a parade for the Dodgers getting the World Series and make sure to print out a You Garbage t-shirt for me, which, you know, it was funny, but it's also like he heard when people said that stuff about him and those comments, and you can tell that he was joking a little bit, but it, it did hurt him. Yeah, I know even after his injuries and things in Chicago, he was he was well aware that he was not he's not performing up to what he wanted to do and he said he really wanted to show the fans just what exactly he could do for do for the Cubs. So he you know, he knows what, what people are saying about him. You know, they they all do. But yeah, their athletes are people too, you know, they you know, they wouldn't have gotten to the level they are if they weren't highly competitive and really wanted to be be the best. So now, what do you think about this, you know, reaction we've been getting from some of the people in baseball about, obviously, this whole scandal came to, you know, came to bigger attention when Mike Fires, who was pitching for the Astros at the time, that subsequent, subsequently moved on to the A's, he blew the whistle, basically, on this thing. You know, being, he said he didn't think it was fair what they did, but he'd been a part of the team. So you have a lot of people around baseball saying that they think he betrayed his team and, you know, they violated the sanctity of the locker room by reporting this stuff. So I wouldn't, do you think there's any merit to that? Or do you think that's just, you know, if you're doing something wrong, don't do something wrong? You know, it seems like this is, I've written about this at my, my site a little bit, farnorthsider.com. Or it seems to be or this stuff where they're saying he's a bad teammate and so forth. It's showing that there's there's another unwritten rule of baseball of you know, there's a code of silence, don't don't talk about what happens in the clubhouse, even if what you're doing is unethical. You know, and I think I you know, I haven't seen the exact reasoning for why he said he, he wanted to publicize this. I know there's there's some talk where basically he's it had hurt pitchers who had faced the Astros where guys were getting sent down to the minors and so forth after having a bad outing against the Astros. So he's, I think he's, he's trying to protect the game. You know, the, the integrity of the game is more important than adhering to whatever the baseball code in the clubhouse. Yeah. And there are also some cynical people saying, you know, like he was mad because he got left off the postseason roster and, you know, there are some of these things that throw him. But I think he, like you were saying, I think he was saying he didn't think it was fair what happened to the pitchers. I mean, now I guess we can't always say, you know, self-motivation is a factor. And I don't know, maybe if they put him on the postseason roster, maybe he wouldn't have said anything. But, again, it's like if you are not, if you don't cheat, then it doesn't matter if you put a guy in a roster or whatever. He's not going to say anything. But if you cheat, you leave yourself open to somebody – you know, finally saying enough is enough. It's don't do the crime if you can't do the time, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's there's some level of him being disgruntled with them. 
you know, and also he, I've seen what his contract details are and he's on his final of two years in his latest contract. So this next year, 2020 is his last season on his contract and he's, he's an older pitcher. I mean, so I would not be surprised if he doesn't expect to be pitching after this year. You know, it's, it's harder for older guys to find, you know, a guaranteed MLB deal after a certain point. So he may not expect to see another season in the league and he just doesn't, doesn't really care what, you know, he's, he's going to say what he's going to say. He doesn't really, you know, he's got his, his deal. And, you know, whatever happens, happens after that. Yeah, so basically just burn it all down. I'm going yeah. out, I'm going to take the people down with me. Yeah, <laughs> it could be something like that. You know, he just, he's, he doesn't care what anybody thinks anymore. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about, so the stuff with the Mets, I mean, you, the poor Mets, they get a manager that they really like, and it turns out he's right in the middle of this thing. So they have to let him go, and and they, they didn't cheat. They didn't get any benefit from it, but they still get punished. Do, do we yeah, feel it all bad for the Mets? They've done a very bad job. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really, it's really, really terrible news for them. It looks like they found another another good candidate to be their manager, but it was it was looking pretty sad because, it, you know, we're getting to be weeks away from spring training, and they have no manager. So I, I thought I'd ask you, um, for the Astros and Red Sox, who do you think they should hire? Who would you think would be a good hire for those teams? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I kind of think maybe you should go back to one of these these old school managers, you know, who are out of things. Maybe Dusty Baker. <laughs> I would say, you know, as Cubs fans, we all we all hate Dusty Baker. You know, everybody's still, you know, angry about you know how. Pryor and Wood were used and how they ended up being injured. But Dusty Baker was was pretty good regular season manager. He got canned by the Nationals and they've gone on to win since then. But, you know, somebody who can kind of, whatever, kind of take, take control of things, you know, keep everybody focused. Try not to not to have too much bullshit going on with the uh, the media and so forth. I think you kind of need somebody a little more old school right now. Yeah, somebody to at least say you know no more of this stuff. Up. Although I will say, AJ Hinch for whatever reason the story he did smash like these monitors, but it was a very odd situation that he'd smash these replay monitors that they were using, but they still kept cheating. So it was like. I mean, obviously, if you're going to smash a monitor, you don't like it, but then this still was going on, so it's just a very weird situation. Yeah, that's 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 kind of a kind of a strange, kind of passive aggressive way to try to deal with the problem, you know. And obviously, it didn't didn't work. You know, I you kind of wonder how much how much control he really had of, of things. You know how you know how much was he really involved with the decisions? You know, was was Alex Cora, you know, was the, the bench coach, you know, was he more of the person that everybody was looking to? Yeah, that, well, I guess I sh- I'll ask you that, too. The players did not get punished at all for this situation. The commissioner said, you know, we're not going to, ch- you know, punish the players or anything. But a lot of these reports that it was a 
very player-driven thing. So do you think the players should have to get suspended or fined for this? Yeah, I mean, I think they should be taking away, the, you know, the some of these awards. I think removing El Tube's MVP award would be a good start because that's 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 tainted now. I know that they were he had he was hitting so well because he knew what pitches were coming. You know, that's that's something that. You know, that's that's not the same as trying to award someone else a, a World Series title because there's voting and then, you know, there's people who finish behind him in the voting. So it's just a matter of taking that award away from him and you would then give it to the second place finisher. You know, I don't know if M- MLB can really do anything legally. I did read some analysis from, from Cheryl Ring when she was discussing basically that she believes that MLB hasn't isn't really legally able to punish the players because all the notice about the the banning of using electronic means to to cheat to steal signs was was given to the clubs and not to the players or the union. Yeah, so so it's like one of those unless they warn the players like you will be suspended if you do this, they can't retroactively go back and suspend them. Right. That's that's that was her her legal analysis of it is that there's not really any way to punish the players if they weren't told that there was going to be a punishment for them. The only the clubs were told there was going to be a punishment. Well, that that makes sense then. So obviously, then we this step is pretty much royal baseball the last month or so. The Cubs for their part. I know I saw Anthony Rizzo say that. And they never did this stuff, but I assume they didn't. But that would be another, for this great uh, PR season for the Cubs, that would be another thing. But there's no evidence that they ever did any of this stuff. No, that would be, that would make things even worse, you know, with with Cubs fans right now. You know, people are you know, upset. They seem to be punting, not trying to win another title when when many fans are expecting they should be trying to get at least two World Series and they're they've been punting. And then and then if we were to find out that they were they were cheating too and that's how they won, that would just be that would just be that would be too much for everyone to take. You know, that yeah. that even the one thing that's that made us all happy was also tainted. Yeah, so let's let's hope that's a not the case. I mean, you already had to do it with Russell and Chapman on the team. That's enough tank. To, you don't need any more. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I guess I'll ask you, since we talked about the Astros, I'll ask you about the other team that you uh, cover, the Blue Jays. They've been kind of active this offseason, well, at least compared to the Cubs. But uh, what's the future yeah. look like for the Blue Jays? It's definitely looking up quite a bit. You know, I think... Fans, the fans here are very, very excited about the next season. I'm not sure that people expect to be, you know, back into the playoff contention just yet. But they do have have a real pitching rotation now, which they did not have last year. A real pitching rotation and an actual ace, you know. So having having a star on the team, a bona fide star, other than some of these these rookie prospects, is definitely 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 exciting for fans. 
fans up here. Yeah. So speaking of excitement for fans up there, uh, if anyone follows you on Twitter, you are, of course, a huge Toronto Raptors fan. They uh, won the NBA championship. If People weren't paying attention to the basketball, but uh, that must have been exciting for everyone up in Toronto to get a an NBA championship. Yeah, that was huge. They hadn't had any uh, championship parade here since the 90s with the Blue Jays. You know, and then they're they're the only NBA franchise in, in Canada, so then you have basically the whole country is following this as well. Yeah, so um, I, how are they doing this year? I, haven't... I believe a third place last I checked in the East, so they definitely look to be going going to the playoffs again. They've had a lot of injuries. A lot of, some of the uh, main starters, there were three starters who were injured at one point this season, but they've still managed to keep winning despite all of that. We have one first-time All-Star this year with Pascal Siakam. He should have been he should have been on the All-Star team last year, but he's first time on the All-Star team this year as a starter. And then we'll see if anyone else makes it as a reserve. So I guess I'll let you um, close out just a little pitch for your website, which we you pitched before in here. But uh, you, I saw you have a new Twitter handle for the blog too. But I thought you'd I'll let you do a little pitch again for your blog. Yeah, my blog is farnorthsider.com. I did recently, well, I was using Far North Cider as my Twitter handle for everything I do on Twitter. Then I realized that should be better, it would be better to have something for the, the blog. So I did separate out that. I renamed my main account. And I have a separate Far North Cider is now just strictly at Far North Cider. It's now strictly just for the blog related stuff. You can find my other Twitter stuff at, at troll underscore Hamels. Well, it's always uh, good to have you on and nice to talk about some other team having a PR disaster, not the Cubs. That's a nice change. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the Astros, from by all accounts, they really deserve it. <laughs> yes. So um, thank you for coming on. All right, thanks for having me. Have a good night. As always, you can uh, find me on Twitter at STH85. As Laura said, she's at Troll underscore Hamels or at Four North Cider on Twitter. Those are her two Twitter handles. Um, we will. I got a couple more things in the work com- works coming up. If there's more Cubs news, we will of course jump on and talk about it. If Chris Bryant's grievance ever gets heard. And ruled on, we will report on that. And, you know, anything else, if there's a big signing or trade, we'll have a um, podcast for that. And we have a lot of stuff coming up and season's close. Uh, you can always email the podcast, holycowpod at gmail.com. You can send me a message on Twitter if you want to communicate that way. And until our next episode, thank you as always for listening. <laughs>